continue with the message I started about three weeks ago. <laughs> and the weather will not let me continue. <laughs> but uh, very, very important message. And I, I want to share this with you tonight. Father, I just ask that you speak to us tonight. Holy Spirit, give us understanding so that we lose our fear for the troubles of life. Because we are not alone. You are with us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Every believer needs to understand that in the kingdom of God, the only way to live and to rule and to reign in life, the way it tells us in Romans chapter 5, is through knowledge. God doesn't walk through our emotions. He gives that to us. He listens to that. But when you need God to work, you need to have knowledge. That's why the Bible tells us, my people, that's God's people, perish. Because they have no knowledge. For lack of knowledge. Satan will abuse you. And do damage to your life and to your family. If you don't have knowledge. And that's why Jesus told us, you shall know the truth. It's the knowledge of the truth that gives you freedom. Just knowing about something is not enough. You need, according to the scriptures, to study. Grace and peace is multiplied only through the knowledge of the Lord of our, 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 our Savior. That's why Paul said that I have never ceased to pray for you that God will give you the spirit of wisdom and understanding in the knowledge of him. I never cease to pray for you. Because if you don't have knowledge, you're not going anywhere with God. You can't contact God with your emotions. God is not man. He has emotions, but he requires knowledge that gives birth to faith so he can walk in your life. Faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of God. So the key thing I want you to understand is this. The Holy Spirit has been given to us to walk in our life. The Jesus made it clear to us that the Holy Spirit is given to us to teach us. To bring us into the knowledge. He is our teacher. He is our comforter. How does he comfort us? By bringing, Jesus said, he will take of mine and he will show it to you. Showing it to you brings you knowledge. And it's the knowledge that gives you freedom. Once you have that knowledge, it works for you. It's revelation knowledge. That's what the Bible tells, what, tells us. And I said it on Sunday that the first thing God did when he created the earth out of confusion. First thing he created, light. Light goes before anything else. Life goes before order. You can't have order without light. And that light is the light, life of God. In him was light. And that light was the light that lights every man that comes into the world. That knowledge 
Knowledge is so important. You need to know. So just knowing that there are angels doesn't mean the angels will work for you. They're here. But they're not working for a lot of us. We need to know. And if you're a New Testament saint, you need to understand that angels are still here. You may not see them, but they see you. You may not be able to touch them, but they can touch you and touch the whole world. They can do incredible things. The Bible says that they were made a little, we were made a little lower than the angels. But the Bible also tells us in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 13, God never said to any angel, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Never did. And then he tells us in verse 14, Are they not all, all of the angels, all of them were made ministry spirits, sent forth to minister. All of the angels, including angel Gabriel, angel Michael, these are personalities. There is a being called Gabriel. He's been from of old, from the beginning, the angelic ministry started right from the creation of the world. They've been ministering. The same angel Gabriel was with Daniel. And the same angel Gabriel, that same person, personality, appeared to Mary. And to Zachary, these are individuals that God created. But all of them have been sent forth to minister to you. You are not alone if you know Christ. Let me share scripture to you, with you. That's why believers need to understand you are not ordinary. That which is born of the flesh, Jesus said, is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. You are born of God. That's what the Bible says. Born again means born from above. You still retain your natural self. They can recognize you. But in heaven, they see a different individual. You are born from above. You are not of this world just like Jesus is not of this world. Jesus said, they are yours. You gave them to me. They are not of this world. If they are of this world, the world will love them. So you are born from above. And the one who is born from above is above all. And because you are born of, from above, God has assigned angels, not one, angels to you. That's why I feel so sorry for those who hesitate to give their lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. They have no angels. Angels are not sent to minister to unbelievers. They are sent forth to minister to those who have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. And they are present in your life. Once you confess with your mouth that Jesus has become your Lord and your Savior, God assigns to your life not one angel, angels, many of them. I can give you my suggestions of what I feel. That won't mean anything. 
But when it comes from the word of God, you need to accept it and recognize it and know that you are protected. It's the knowledge that they're there that put them to work. We talk, we're going to come to what to do to make them work in your life. We'll come into that later. But let me share the scripture with you. Matthew chapter 18 verse 10. He said, Jesus was talking about those little ones, that's you and I, who believe in him. Amen. Those little ones who believe in him. In verse 10, it says, take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones. And if you go the earlier verse, the little ones who believe in him. For I say to you that in heaven, there are angels. Not one angel. There are angels always see the face of my father who is in heaven. So if you believe in him, you have angels up there. And why are they seeing his face? They know they are your angels. And when something bad is happening to you, and the enemy is attacking you, the angels are looking to the father's face and they were, what's going on? Something is going on down there. And once the father looks to them, they're they gone. To protect you. You got angels. Notice the Bible says no man has seen the face of God, right? But here the angels, your angels are allowed to behold the Father's face. Why? They are your angels. They work for you. Amen. God made it that way. You didn't make it that way. God made it that way. And all God is asking you to believe it. That you are so loved. That you don't have just one angel. You have your angels. Whose angels? Your angels. Jacqueline, you got angels up there. When things are hard, they're looking at your father's face. When you pray, they know when the father says, okay, I heard. And they are not going to be sent. They have been sent. They're here ministering. And some ministers said for most, for some, most Christians, they're just really less busy. They're wondering, he doesn't do anything. Why are we here around this fellow? And no knowledge, always complaining. Don't even realize we're here. Ah, we wonder what the father wants to do with this one. I'm kidding. <laughs> but even so, you're special. Amen? And God brings you the knowledge. Angels, for the most part, when you read in scriptures and what most Christians believe, is that these angels are up in heaven. They are just worshiping the Lord. They are choir boys. Huh? Angels do more than choir boys. They do more than, more than just sing and praise God and say, holy, holy. No. All of the angels, they minister to the Father, they worship the Father. But the Bible says, all, are they not all ministering spirits? You know the word minister? Serving spirits. Sent forth to serve you. That's an amazing thing. We, our minds cannot comprehend that. These powerful beings... One angel destroyed 185,000 people in a short time. One angel. 
That's why we have nothing to fear. God has assigned this. And if you are a Christian, you need to recognize that uh, those that have gone before us, they had encounters with angels. In the Old Testament as well as in the New. Abraham had encounters with angels. He was aware of their presence. And we're coming to that. He knew that they worked for him. Because he belonged to the Lord. Abraham knew that. Jacob had encounters with angels. He saw them going up and down. He knew they were angels of God. He wrestled with one according to the scriptures. He knew of, about, about them. David talked about angels. He talked about angels fighting for him. We're coming to that. David never lost one battle in his entire life as a warrior. His angel, the angels were there with him. He recognized and he talked about the angels fighting for him. Amen? Remember Gideon? An angel appeared. They had encounters with angels. Daniel had an encounter with an angel. He said in the lion's den, they were there with him. He said, God has sent his angel. Why didn't he say God came down and stopped the mouth of the lions? No. God has sent his angel. He recognized it. Zacharias, the father of John the Baptist, he saw the angel, Gabriel, Mary, Joseph. Oh, he had visions of angels. And they were telling him what to do. Go to Egypt. Now, this guy is dead. Go back. Don't go to uh, Jerusalem. Go to Nazareth. He was, there were angels all, all, all over that man's life. When you belong to God and Jesus dwells with you, as he lives in your heart, there are angels around. Because the king of kings is living inside of you. They have to be around. You carry him everywhere you go. He is living inside of you. Why are you afraid of the troubles of life? He's there with you. You need to recognize it. Wherever the Lord is, the angels are there. And they're ministering. They're ministering. Jesus himself, son of God, without sin, he himself needed the ministry of angels when jesus was in the wilderness being tempted of the devil and you can read this and look after he was tempted of the devil and the devil left the bible said an angel came and ministered to him came and served him after the devil left right after his temptation that's the son of god filled with the holy spirit mine he was full of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says he was given the Holy Spirit, not in measure. He had the fullness of the Holy Spirit. But as a man, the angels served him. Amen? He received ministry from angel. New Testament. Peter had an encounter with angels, right? Paul. On his way to Rome, he said an angel appeared and brought a message. And I believe God. Jesus appeared to Paul, but angels also appeared to Paul. 
They had encounters with angels. Cornelius, if you think you're so off, he had an angel appear to him. Why do you think they just disappeared out of the New Testament? They're still here. These were New Testament saints. They brought Peter out of prison. You think they just disappeared? They ended their ministry when the last apostle died? They're still here. They're for us. They're ministering. They have been sent forth. They're working for you. They're working for me. We have nothing to be afraid of. Missionaries have shared with us how angels appeared and the natives who were planning to destroy them. They come. You can read in Billy Graham's book about angels, missionaries, people who lived. And they're talking to the chief and who they, they got spears and everything. They were going to kill the missionaries. And then they disappeared at night. And they, then they got converted and they say, uh, where, where are those tall men? Uh, well, the missionary asked, why did you all disappear the night after they got saved that you were going to kill us? He said, well, where are those tall men? They all had this huge sword and, and they were threatening to finish, finish us off. Where, where are they? Where, where did you get them? The missionary said, no, we don't have anybody. Like, we were alone. Uh-uh. We saw them. And they threatened us and we ran for our lives. So the missionaries knew. And then the new converts, they knew. It was the angel of the Lord. What's wrong with us? He's, they're still here for us. Every one of us. But we need to know and believe the scriptures. And know that when things are difficult, even if there is an accident coming your way, and as you call upon the name of Jesus, those powerful angels, you don't know how it happened, and they will sway that vehicle to another place while you go free. And that's happening. That's one of the reasons I can boast in the Lord. Please understand that if there is an accident and there is death, you won't find me there. It's never going to happen. Because I got angels. And you got angels. You just need to believe it. You got angels in your life. Whether you're a new Christian, still struggling, especially when you're struggling. Especially when you're struggling, they're there. Because Jesus said he would leave the 99 and go after that one that's struggling. And if he's going after you struggling, guess who is with him? They always go with him. They're there with you to help. So you can take yourself out that they are not in my life. I'm too flaky. They're there. Amen? They're there. They will. Now, I'd like you to see something here. You remember after Jesus rose from the dead? What happened? I don't know how they got this huge stone over the mouth of the, the grave, right? And one angel came in, rolled that stuff away, and sat on it. But those soldiers melted. <laughs> They couldn't handle his presence. But the interesting thing is what Mary saw. How many of you heard, you read in the Old Testament, you know about the mercy seat? You read about the mercy seat of God? How is it? You have the mercy seat and what? 
Two angels in the science, right? Two angels. Angels have always been involved when it comes to redemption and salvation. They've always been part of it. You can't take them out. They've always been a part of this thing. Vital part of it. You ask yourself, why would God put mercy seat and have two angels on either side of it? Don't ask, Pastor, because I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't know. But notice something. In John 20, verse 11 and 12, it says, But Mary stood outside after Jesus rose. But Mary stood outside by the tomb, weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting. One at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus laid. What picture do you get? The mercy seat. The mercy seat. Right? That's where he laid. That's where his body laid. That's the mercy seat. The angels always been involved. We just need to know. And accept. And believe. That you are not alone. And God takes care of you. Amen. You are that special to him. You are that special to him. And you know. What pleases God is this. Why you give this message? Because when you believe it. You honor him. When you believe it. You really honor God. But when you take yourself out of it. And don't believe it with excitement. You dishonor him. Because you haven't believed in the word that the record that he's given to you. That's why I don't have to worry about my kids when they are out there with all the drunk drivers. Amen. You just pray to the Father and tell the angels, the minister, take care of them. Amen. That's why we have in our confession uh, where we say, because the Bible tells us, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, shall men give unto your bosom. Who is going to tell the men? You think God is it all? No, he dispatches them. You tell them. And when an angel bugs you to give, you're going to give. <laughs> you're going to give. So we ask God, we've done our part, now release the ministry in spirit. And let me say this. Some people are wondering, why can't God do that? Well, God doesn't go to battle by himself. When there was war in heaven, remember? And it, the devil rebelled against God. Did God get off his throne to fight? No. Michael and his angels did the fighting. He can bring himself that low to be fighting with an angel. He didn't do that. Amen? And our troubles really caused by demons. Right? Demons and the devil. Why do you think God will change and then start fighting with the devil? Uh-uh. He allows you to speak his words. Amen. And the angels carried them out. And that's why the Bible says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Yeah. You speak his word and the blood is with you. The angels whip them. And you're free. Amen. 
His word has power. So we need to know what angels do. What angels do. The first thing that we need to know is, and because of uh, the people who were not here the first time, angels carry out God's command. God's command is his word. They are busy. I mean, we got how many billion people on earth today? Six billion? Well, you got more angels than that. Let me put it this way. Maybe you say, well, how do you know that? 2,000 air demons can stay in one person. Right? They got an ad legion. <laughs> and there are sometimes a lot of demons in one person. All over the world. A third of heaven. Huh? That's the devils that fell, right? Just a third. And they are all over the place. But thank God we got more angels than demons. Amen? And they are all over the place. One demon can transform what's happening in your life. Amen? It's the truth. One demon with a, an evil assignment can cause so much trouble in your family, you won't believe it. They are invisible. Invisible. You can't see them. They are of the same stock. As angels before they fell something is missing in them they are weaker now angels excel in power but since they fell something has been taken out of them they no longer have light meaning they don't really have true life they're weaker than the angels now but the angels are always there they work for us but what they do is they follow God's word and they perform them. They may say nothing to you just like the angel that came and to strengthen Jesus. When Jesus was praying in Gethsemane, we are not told the angel said anything to him. And Jesus didn't pay much attention. He was still focused on his father praying while the angel strengthened him and he prayed more. This same angel, possibly the same one that ministered to Jesus, is still available to us. He didn't die after, on that same day that Jesus ministered. He's still alive. I'm sure one day we will recognize that angel when we get to heaven. The one that did that ministry, that ministered strength in Jesus. We need strength. If an angel will strengthen the Son of God, that, lets us, that should let us know that angels can strengthen us, can they? Yeah. When you feel weak, discouraged, perplexed, they can strengthen you. They are here to minister to us, to serve us, to help us out in this ministry. And they carry out the word of God. Now in Revelation chapter 19, verse 11 through 14, it says, Now I saw... I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. Who is this warring person? 
His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called what? The Word of God. His name is called the Word of God. And the armies, you know, the God is always called what? The Lord of hosts. That's the Lord of the armies of heaven. Angels don't just sing and praise God. They are warriors. And everywhere the Lord goes, the hosts follow him. He says, the Lord of hosts, what is he going? He is going out and making wars. In righteousness, he's clothed with a robe dipped in blood, the blood of Jesus, and his name is called the Word of God, and the armies of heaven clothed in fine linen, White and clean followed him on white horses. Everywhere the word goes, the armies follow. Amen? When the word goes to do battle, the armies, the warriors are behind. That's why it's so important to know the word of God, the knowledge of the word. And then I said on Sunday, you have to speak the word, release it. When you release the word from your mouth, Guess who follows the word to accomplish it? The angels, they follow the lamb. They follow the word of God. They are warriors, always following. We need to know the word. We don't just come to church just to hear a good sermon. And that's stupid. You go to church so you can gain knowledge. Because the Holy Spirit was given to us that through the Holy Spirit, we might know the things that have been freely given to us. That's what the Bible says. I guess I didn't go to that scripture. I need to go back there. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12, the Holy Spirit is given to us so that we might know the things that have been freely given to us. Knowing is so important because if you don't know what the Word says, if you don't have revelation, the Word doesn't work for you. Everyone is supposed to be saved because the Word says so. Jesus is already done, but the Word is not saved until they gain knowledge and act on the knowledge. You gain the knowledge and then you act on the knowledge and it works. I got saved in 1975. You know, people didn't realize. They told me, well, a girl told me, we all thought it's not going to last. Amen? But what they didn't know, they were looking at that bad boy and thinking he can't make it. But what they didn't see, there was a transformation inside. They were even afraid when I left for the United States. They said, ah, he won't come back a Christian. Well, I went back a preacher. Kidding. (laughs) The word of God in you transforms your life. This word is still active today. If you will believe and act on it, that's why the Bible says don't lean on your understanding. 
trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Not part of it, all of your heart. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Trust in Him. That's what we need to do. The word always is followed by mighty, mighty warriors. And I tell you what, if one angel is not able to handle it, guess what? God sends another one. Just like he did with Daniel. The one angel Gabriel couldn't handle the host of wickedness in heavenly places. And God says, hey, Michael, take care of them. And as soon as Michael got there, he said, oh, this is too much for us now. <laughs> Amen. But Michael is still available for you today. Because the blood of Jesus is on your life. Michael is still available. Gabriel is still available for you today. If there's real trouble, why do you think God would just give to Daniel? No. Daniel was of the Old Testament. And Jesus said, the least in the New Testament is greater than those in the Old Testament. Gabriel will show up in your home. If you need help from heaven, he'll show up. Michael will show up. They have been sent forth and they follow the word of God. They walk in our lives. If we can believe it. There is no reason to be afraid of life. Amen. Angela and I will watch a program and, uh, of people who died and come back to life. There's not a single one of them. Including those that died and they knew they went to hell. And they've turned their lives around. They now go to church. They're looking forward to death. Oh, yeah. They say, I will live my life here, but I'm not afraid of death anymore. I know what's on the other side. It's much better. I got nothing to fear in this life. More so, I got all these angels around me. Amen? Amen. They're there. They're there for you. They're there for your children. One thing that you don't understand is they are there to give skills. Also, we come into that. Angels can give you skills so you can understand things. Angels can if you believe the word. Amen. God is ready for us. You know, in Psalm 103, verse 20 and 21, it says, Bless the Lord, you, his angels. And, and, and notice who is speaking, right? This is David now. He, he knew of them. Okay? He knew. He didn't have Paul's writing to know, right? He just knew by revelation. He knew the angels were there. And he spoke of them. And he spoke to them. Even in the scripture. Bless the Lord. You, his angels. He knew where, who, to whom the angels belong. Who excel in strength. Angels can never go to a battle, into a battle and lose. It's impossible. There's no history of that. If an angel takes a battle on your behalf, you win. They don't know how to lose. It's never happened. Never. From the creation of the world, when they fight for God, they win every time. They always win. They excel in strength. Who do what? His word. They do his word. We leave his word, okay? But they do his word, his command. When God says something about your life, the angels are waiting 
for you to believe it and say it so that they have the opportunity to do his word. They want to do his word. They live to do his word. And doing his word in heaven, no. Where is the word prevailing? Here on earth, right? They do his word for you because they've been sent to minister to us. That should make us feel. That's why David, he knew it. He said, who is this dead dog? You know, look, this stupid Goliath. I'll kill this fellow. Amen? I'm going to take him on. You don't have to fear this guy. I know what's behind me. I'll get some rock and an angel will direct it. No, kidding. <laughs> I'll take him out. God can do that for us. And this is not a feel-good message. It's truth. Amen? I don't want to just make you feel good. No. This is truth. And the Bible says you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. If you do God's word, what's your part to do? Let me put in the sense of, of giving. If you do your part, the angels go off. They got to do it. God cannot lie. The trouble is people are too afraid to act. That's why the Bible says God has not given us the spirit of bondage again to fear. When you are afraid to act on God's word, you are in bondage. You may not know it or even claim that you are, but you are. You ought not to be afraid. Acting on God's word so that the angels are released to fulfill why they are on earth, why they have been sent. For many of us, they are so less busy because we are so afraid to step out of the boat and walk on water. We are considering the wind and we're considering the waves and we are testing the water to see if we hold our weights we can't do this we are just human well god says you are born of the spirit it's nothing god cannot change and he can change it just like that i don't have much time tonight but i'm coming back to it again We'll be talking more about this. He says they they are ministers of his who do his pleasure. When they know God and when God speaks something about your life to do you good. You remember what the angels sang? Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth. Goodwill towards Michael. Right? If there's something happening in your life and you don't consider it good, it can't be goodwill, right? It's not from God. Amen? If you feel like you've gone out, straighten up. Come back to the Father and tell Him, now I'm ready. And let the angels walk on my behalf. Amen? They do His pleasure. I do know this. Jesus told us when one person is saved on the earth, what happens in heaven? There is great joy in the midst of the angels. 
Now, think about it. In the midst of the angels, I thought the angels were rejoicing, right? In the midst of the angels, many of us don't think Jesus ever laughed, right? <laughs> we don't think he laughed. He was so serious, right? He was full of joy. Amen? And when one person is saved, the angels are looking at the face. And he is joyful because something has happened. The angels go aesthetic. They just go beside themselves with joy. And they're sent forth to take care of this new believer. A new believer. A new member of God's family. Anything that pleases him gives the angels joy. When God gives a promise and the promise is fulfilled in your life, God is pleased, the angels rejoice. Because they do his pleasure. Stand up with me tonight. God wants to bless you. Amen. He wants to bless you. And I'm speaking his word tonight. Not my opinions. Just read the scriptures for yourself. But I pray that faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. And as you believe tonight, even in your own home, the angels will come in, amen, and do work. I have great, great hope for the children of our church. I pray for my children and I pray for the children of our church as well. No matter what they go through, I believe they will be great, amen. And I need you to join faith. You know, the Bible says one will chase a thousand and two will what? Ten thousand. Amen. If two shall agree concerning anything that they shall ask. I got this right. I said two, right? (laughs) For the first time I got it right. It's usually three. (laughs) Raise your hands up to the Lord tonight. Let's thank him. Thank him. Father God, I thank you for your people. They, they are so special to you. And you even want ministers to be gentle with your people because you are special. Lord, I pray that you have ministered to your people tonight. And have you have spoken to their heart. And given them peace and confidence in you. Because of your love. For it is written, God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him. Shall not perish. But have everlasting life. That's true life father. We thank you for it. In Jesus name. And God's people said. Amen.